All right, it says, I mean, this is so cool. All right, so I'm going to take it that, all right, I'm pretty sure everything's working now, so um, what's up, everybody? What's up, Internet? Whoever I'm talking to. Uh, all right, I think I've got this kind of figured out. <laughs> I'm excited about this logo. <laughs> I started out with just the Grove, and and then I wanted to call it the Machine, but now I'm going to call it both. Why not? So it's the Grove, a.k.a. the Machine. I'm excited to uh, be doing some recording this month, recording with my band, uh, Noah and the Space Ark. I'm recording with a lot of different people in town. I'm uh, starting to get some people signed up to come and, come and record. Um, well, let's see. What I wanted to talk about tonight, this, I, I'm, I'm broadcasting this as officially episode two of Noah's Groovecast. Uh, so I'm excited to be starting a podcast and I'm going to wear many different hats and uh, do a lot of different things. And, but I'm excited about this podcast. It's, uh, I've been wanting to do one for a while. I actually did the first episode last year. The first, this is episode number two. The first episode was like last April. <laughs> so it's kind of set on the back burner. Uh, but a number of things are set on the back burner. E-Open Mic is one of those things. I just ordered some cameras. Some uh, I found some uh, 1080p cameras for a good price. I ordered a couple of them. And so I'm going to be having... E-Open Mic is going to start up again, and my idea for this is to have people over here to my studio, The Grove, a.k.a. The Machine, and we'll have three, three open micers, you know, open micers that are here to, to, to be part of the live stream, and then also people that are joining in from other places that will Skype in. And so, like the first go-around with E-Open Mic, I'm wanting this to be something that is international. Uh, which really kind of surprised me that it actually worked out that way. Uh, we had somebody from India join. We had somebody from London join. We had people, most of the people were in the United States. We had people from Maryland and from California. Uh, people have no idea how they found eOpen Mic. Even recently, I had somebody just randomly inquire via email. So anyway, I'm going to be starting that up again. I ordered a couple of cameras uh, that I'm going to, so I'll have three-way views well, four ways, technically, and then more with Skype people Skyping in. Um, but as far as the podcast goes, that's the open mic, the open mic. As far as the podcast goes, I'm really excited about that because I think it'll be really cool for people to actually be here, like four of us here, or maybe a, a band or whatever. I can accommodate. I can accommodate a band. I've got a live drum set here, uh, so we can do that. And, but it'd be cool to have a bunch of people here where we can all kind of engage, but also engage with people other places. So it, it's not just me talking to, to one person, uh, but we can all kind of interact with the people that are Skyping in. Okay, but uh, Noah's Groovecast, that, that's going to be a, a number of different things. Uh, but the first episode was last year with Tim Falvey. But I'm going to do inter interviews, and I've been somewhat inspired by Eric's po new podcast as well. And um, 
I'm just excited about what, what a podcast can do for, for a community and what it can do for artists. And um, so, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to have a bunch of different guests. Uh, I'm already starting to line up some of them. I'm going to get people from California from my time in Long Beach. So for anybody that's here in Charleston, uh, if you're wanting to meet some of the artists that are out in L.A., um, this might be a way to do that, uh, to, to become familiar with, with some of them. And I'm going to see, I'm going to try to get a bunch of people that I know from Long Beach to come on and, and just kind of talk about themselves and their music and share some, some music. Um, let's see what else. Mike Club got its first, uh, its first gig. It's not 100%, but it's basically 100%. It's supposed to be in June, um, at Mount Pleasant Farmer's Market. So that'll be exciting. Um, and I, I also, I just wanted to output a lot of, uh, hey, keep your eye on NATSA, knowing the space art, we're releasing music. We're actually going to be starting to work on, I believe, a concept album, and I'm really excited about this concept album. I've never done a concept album before, and I think this idea is really, really cool. More on that to come, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be sort of a story-oriented album, where, where the whole album tells a story. Um, and it should be a lot of fun, maybe in the vein of our song UFO, if you've heard UFO. Uh, so we're excited as that, as we are able to, to write more of that and get more of a sense of what that is and really develop the music, start playing that out because it really should be, uh, the live show should be a ton of fun. So, um, But also for Noah's Groovecast, I... A significant portion of it is going to be interviewing musicians or uh, maybe bartenders or maybe that take I'll take a, a page out of Sean Dolby's book with the After Dark podcast um, and, and interview people from all different positions. Hey, what's up, Brett? <laughs> hey, uh, so I got this. I got the restream figured out. So I think that's really going to work. I can. I'm recording this as well as streaming it to Facebook and YouTube, and then I'll upload through Red Circle. If anyone wants to learn more about podcasting, I've, I've researched a bit about it through Red Circle, and it'll go to Spotify, it'll go to Amazon, it'll go to Apple Apple Podcasts, all this stuff. And the best part, it's all free, which is, I don't know, um, somebody's making money somehow. But um, Yeah, Brett, we're going to be working on a, a concept album where we tell the story of, of Noah and the space arc, and we do it through music, and we we're gonna we're gonna go multi-genre. We're gonna try to blend lots of genres and move through them, and uh, and and so there are some genres that are a lot of fun. So I'm really excited about expanding on that and just bringing like a musical show that you just don't see much of, because like you know t you tend to find people kind of getting into different niches. They have a certain sound. I think we're going to try to like bulldoze that and just do lots of different stuff. So, um, and tell a story while, while you're going through all these different songs, like it'll actually be like a musical book. So I think, uh, really excited to work on that. Um, let's see, but, um, it'll be, so Noah's Groovecast will be interviews with these different musicians. Um, hopefully it connects a lot of people along with E-Open Mike, connecting people across state boundaries, even internationally. Hey, I played music in China. I played music in England. I played music in Morocco. I have played music in Argentina. Uh, I've, I've played music in Mexico. Um, 
so there's music being played everywhere, and uh, if you can get connected with, to people in different places, you can get the opportunity to to do that. Um, it, let's see. But with the uh, the other aspect of the Groovecast is that I wanted to be a little bit more than music, and so one of the things I've for a long time I've wanted to be able to speak my mind sort of politically, um, and it was really hard for me to wrap my head around doing that because I thought I'm going to really be damaging myself, you know, to do that. Um, you, you really polarize people. Um, and, but I finally, I guess I'm deciding, you know what, you know, what are you doing if you're not willing to speak your mind, if you're not willing to, to stand up for what you believe in? So that's a part of it. Um, and also I just don't want, I don't, I think a big issue is, was thinking about it in terms of, of, uh, like what, I don't, I don't really maybe even like the word political or politics. And so I, I want to come at it from a different angle than, than like this concept of, of political, whatever that even really is. It's, it's like a euphemism for, uh, I don't know, I'll think more on that. Maybe I can, I can articulate that better. But that's part of it is when I, every week that I go through trying to learn about different things, I'll watch... You know, I spent a lot of time uh, watching and listening to videos from philosophers or, or covering philosophers, uh, modern day ones. Um, I, I got into learning about the people that are really into psychedelics and, and, and their philosophy and, and the kind of stuff they, they talk about. I never really went that much into, into psychedelics, but nevertheless really interested in, in the perspectives of people that, that did and that can speak really well and, and clearly uh, are very competent. Um, and so, and then just, of course, paying attention to all the different facets of society and what's going on in different places and travel and and politics and basketball and, and whatever. All, all these different things, um, I want to pull from those every week and kind of highlight some of the things that I think are interesting. I'm also going to feature stuff from my Mike Club uh, event on Tuesdays at Southern Roots Park Circle. And so I'm, I'm probably going to do a, a Noah's Groovecast episode every Monday. And I do a thing on my YouTube called uh, Magic Monday. That'll be a part of it where I feature, you know, maybe a, a particularly special moment from the from the open mic um, as a video that's shared through the podcast. Um, but uh, here's an example of one of the things I want to talk about. I wrote this down. Not, not, um, it's not some... You know, it's not a masterpiece, but I just want to put these kinds of things out there more and ideally get interaction back and ideally constructive interaction. That was always my big fear about speaking uh, about politics is that you get people that just want to tear you down. And that was really hard for me. I, I just it was tough for me to, to deal with that. I like I just really took it personally. And I really took it hard. And I think maybe finally I'm getting past that uh, and able to just kind of take it at at uh, face value, you know, and, and really try to interact and not try to take it personally. So uh, this is what I wrote. Um, so I, this is just, I don't know. You know, we can go anywhere with this, but no, no reason to start out with this particularly, but this is something I wrote. Everyone always says how much easier the younger generations have it than the ones that came before. And I'm starting to get into being from the older generations, so this isn't like a dig at younger generations, and you'll see. You know what the older generations have never had to deal with? The internet. The internet supposedly brings us all together, and it's obviously true. 
that it connects us in ways that were previously not possible. We can be instantly connected to people thousands of miles away and even see a visual representation of their faces. And I also understand the irony of me speaking this into a digital podcast. Uh, but is it really them? And my conclusion is no, it's not. It's, um, it, it's not them and it never will be. It's, it's an incredible representation of, of a person, but it's not fundamentally the person. And when you're in a person's presence, I think there's something fundamentally different about that. And you feel it. And, you can, and there's, there's so many more details that are never captured. What's up, Albert? There's so many details that are, uh, that are never captured when you use a camera or you use audio recording. It's amazing. There's no denying that. I mean, the idea that I can use this device right here and be able to contact somebody literally in China that my wife can, during this pandemic, she can still talk to her family, you know, those thousands of miles away. Uh, like, it, it, it's... I was going to say through the earth. It's not through the earth. It's like around it via satellites. But um, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's nothing. It's like, some, it's like a, a man-made miracle. I mean, it really is. Uh, can you imagine that you can, I mean, that it transfers so instantly that you can have a real interaction. It's just, I, I still, I, I don't take it for granted. And I, and, um, I still just think it's incredible. Um, and I was even born, I mean, I didn't grow up with it exactly. Um, well, I said the internet disconnects us. If I don't want to have to see somebody, I never have to. I can fill out a digital form, use a digital payment, and have real groceries dropped off so I never have to see another living person for the rest of my life if I don't want. <laughs> I think this is probably bad. We need to interact with those that make us uncomfortable. We need to interact with those that we have different perspectives and different ways of moving through the world. This is how we can learn and become more developed and have more understanding. This is how we can help others solve their problems and how we can discover solutions to our own. I think um, it's, it, it, it's one of the things I, I've told people before and I told myself and I tell myself um, there was a time where I just, I literally went out to bars and restaurants because I used to have insane social anxiety and I still do. Um, and probably the internet has something to do with that because I think like the internet's kind of like the eye of Sauron or there's like, you know, if you, when, whenever um, artists become mainstream, whenever an artist really achieves some great success, a lot of the times they all, they all kind of like move towards this, this pop, like, Eye of Sauron, <laughs> and it just draws everybody in, and they, their sound all starts, it starts to have, be more and more uniform, and more in like this particular type of, of music, where it, 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 it originates from these more raw forms, and really more real kinds of sounds. Um, I wrote, ignorance unchallenged, rarely becomes self-aware. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So there was a time where I was like super socially nervous and I just started going out to bars and restaurants literally by myself and just walking up to people and, and talking to anyone. And 
I was definitely more interested in talking to women. I won't, I won't uh, say I wasn't, but I was, I would literally go up to anybody. My main goal was just, I want to talk to anybody and I want to kick this social anxiety to the curb. Um, and uh, I remember one time I literally walked up, I had some really weird interactions and um, I walked up to uh, these, these two, two ladies that I thought, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go and go and, and talk to them. And I went and talked to them, and then uh, I started just asking them about themselves or whatever, and, and kind of get to know them. And then literally, I didn't look very hard, and the, there were two people like right with them, <laughs> two pretty large fellas. <laughs> and I was like, oh, how are you guys? <laughs> you guys have a good one. Uh, nice to meet you guys. And uh, I was like, okay, I totally just hit on. Your, your girlfriend's literally right in front of your face. But anyway, the point is getting out there and challenging yourself. And I would go up and talk to anybody. I found oh, there was a guy that was kind of just off sort of by himself. And I just went and started a conversation with him. And I didn't become some master of social dynamics or anything like that. And I learned, I think I learned unhelpful things along, along the way as well, listening to some some voices that I thought were helpful, but but uh, didn't really have a, a well-developed perspective. Um, but the point is challenging yourself. And that's what going out and having social interaction does because you get immediate feedback. And, and it's hard to process all, all of the feedback. You know, it's like, it's hard to process. I mean, I think that for me is the goal is when I go out, I want to become a better person. I want to understand myself better. I want to understand the impact that I'm having. Um, and I, I want to understand the people that I'm with. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it's hard. You can get, you can, you can get confused or you, you uh, misunderstand what somebody's behavior means or, or whatnot. But that's, but that's part of the whole thing is you just got to get out there. And the more that you get out there and, and meet with people and communicate with people, you learn more and more about how people communicate and what different things mean. Um, and you learn more. It takes time to really develop relationships with people and, and um, really understand a person more deeply. Um, so that's where I'm, where I'm saying, like, this Internet stuff, it's about bringing people together. At least that's what people think. But, yeah, I think um, older generations, like, let's say, you know, younger generations have it so much easier. I mean, it, it's true in very clear and real ways. We can walk down to the grocery store and and buy groceries. We have cars that will take us wherever. We have airplanes that will take us wherever um, for, for rates that are reasonably affordable. Um, we, we've got it pretty good, you know. Uh, what's up, Kevin? So, okay, here's the last part of this. People say people are stupid, <laughs> but people are smart and robots are stupid. <laughs> Why do you want to use the self-checkout instead of the human-assisted lane? Because people are smart, and then you have to contend with one. At least of now, a robot follows specific rules, and if you understand the rules, you can use a robot to serve your own needs as you see fit, because a robot does not have a heart or soul. You can use, use the robot, and you don't have to feel bad about it, and that's not the way it works with people. Human beings have a heart and soul, and so it's wrong to use them, and they are smart enough to figure out when they are being used. And not always, and that's sad when that happens. 
Robots do not have a sense of morality. People have a refined one. And that's one thing I've come to learn about, about people. Um, there was a time when I played a, a gig every Sunday in Long Beach, California, and I played it every Sunday for a while. And, and it really taught me something about people. And, and at the beginning, I sort of misunderstood it. What I found was, at that time, whenever I would arrive at this place, it was a little wine bar. It didn't really have a following of its own, and neither did I at the time. Um, still don't too much, but I'm working on it, and, I, and I'm excited for this next year to see, to see how uh, I can grow some community. But um, the, So it started out with nobody there, and then whenever I, the hardest thing to do would, get, would be to get one person to sit down. When I get one person to sit down, then... It would start to fill up, and and it's a numbers game in, in a big way. And and what I learned is, so many people are are, you know, you you can't how how to how to put it. Once a, once a person or two people would sit down, then the place would start to fill up, and it just showed itself over and 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 over, and over again. So I learned this lesson that. It's not so much that people are really tuning in to the music and, uh, and deciding whether it's good, good quality or, n- or not good quality, but people are looking more at the overall environment and is this a socially safe environment? Is this an environment that if I engage myself in, if I show people that I approve by going and sitting down, am I gonna, is there going to be something bad that happens for me, to me because of that? Am I going to be judged for that? And, and so you know, there are many reasons to go listen to a musician and just because a musician sounds good doesn't mean that they're really worth listening to. Um, and so that's, that's something I've had to contend with a lot and, and deal with a lot. And I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, but there was, a, there was an overall point to get to there. People are smart. That's where I wanted to go with it. At, at the time when I first experienced that, I started to think that people were stupid because... I thought they, they don't really they're not listening. Like if you if you could hear it, this is good this is good music. It's like it's coming from my heart. I mean it. I I uh, I believe in what I in, in the sounds that I'm doing. I put a lot of time into it, so I, I'm confident that it sounds pretty good. And I know the lay of the land in terms of what what other people have access. What other what else is going on in the community uh, musically? And so I know that what I'm doing is is at a reasonable level and is is worth listening to, at least locally. And um, so then, but then what I eventually realized is actually people are really, really smart. And when you, it, but it's on, it's often on a subconscious level. Like our intuitions are, are pretty genius I, and, and people have all different kinds of intelligence. But I generally just think that, that people are really, really sharp and whether they're processing it on a conscious level or not, they're really tuned in and we learn how to survive. We learn how to to move forward in the world that we live in, and and deal with the situations that we are in. And so, I don't really buy into this idea that um, that people are generally stupid. And I also think it's like you, you can find these these videos online, you know, of, of um, people being made fun of, uh, made to look really stupid uh, because they don't know basic. Uh, geography or whatnot but the thing is like in in today's society i mean look look at how many people are succeeding massively that they don't need to know anything about geography and it's uh what's up lou yo so 
I think uh, people learn how to survive in the in the environment that they're in and do really well with the environment that they're in. And um, I just think uh, when you when you perform music to an audience, um, as much as I have now, you just learn that people are are really tuned in and they they notice every detail. They they, I mean that's that's and that okay. We'll bring it home right here with that's exactly what I'm talking about with when when we're talking about the internet or with digital forms of entertainment, uh, digital communication, it does not contain the infinite that exists in real life, in human, com- in human communication and, and what's actually going on. So when, when you're in a real environment, and you, you can, there's infinite detail, and we're all, trying to, we're all doing our best to perceive it and understand it. And... Um, yeah, I think that's, and I've said this before, but I think that's fundamentally like the coolest thing about life is that it's literally like infinite. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, I've never been able to wrap my mind around how that's possible, but, you know, it, it's, there's, there's light and there's dark and there's everything in between and, and there's, there's rough and there's smooth and there's infinite between. I mean, how, how is that actually possible, you know? It's not numerically possible, but it is. You can you can keep dissecting things down, split them and split them ad infinitum. And um, so anyway, that's my little writing for anybody that was there uh, through this whole um, little splurge. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think that people vastly underestimated. Um, and they still underestimate the internet and what it really does to all of us. There was that movie, All of Us. There's that uh, documentary that came out not that long ago that people talked a lot about, and I never watched it because uh, I just figured it, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you know, you just unleashed when when that technology came. It was like too powerful to deny. It was it, 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 there was too many upsides to deny it. Um, what up, Doctor Proctor? <laughs> So anyway, Dr. Proctor, if you guys don't know Dr. Proctor, Josh Proctor, he uh, slays on the drums. If you've never seen him play, you guys got to go see him play. Uh, Josh, if you, so if you're just joining, I'm going to be doing this podcast and uh, I'm going to be doing e-open mic, uh, which is something I started back at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, as a way to connect different people and uh, I just think I just find it interesting, so I just want to do it. But uh, maybe we could get get a a three piece from Mike Club over here. I've got a drum set right over right over there. I think a pretty a pretty decent one, a sonar. I don't, uh, drummer for my band Lou, which Lou I think you're still tuned in. Lou put the all the heads on and and uh, he's got it sounding really good. Um, so uh, yeah, this is uh, Noah's Groovecast episode two. I called it warm up because I just trying to get in the swing of things. If anybody wants to come record at my studio, uh, hit me up. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got time slots available. Uh, would love to do a bunch of recording to start out the year. Uh, I've got some good microphones. Interface is a, H- a Scarlett eighteen i twenty. Not some like insanely great one but it does the job and i've 
got a lot of hours um a lot of hours invested in in doing recording and um in particular helping people produce their songs um taking taking things from sort of a scratch track or demo level to the next tier up of just a more organized more developed i, I don't know if i'm hit I, I can't imagine that i'm hitting i'm competing with the best of the best yet but um i i think i deliver something that's pretty good and um I'll definitely help make things better. So, um, yeah, other than that, I'm going to be doing interviews uh, coming up. And I think, like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do this every every Monday, probably every Monday night. And um, looking forward to doing that, talking about stuff like this, having different guests on, talking about music, sharing their music. Uh, I've got this guy out of Long Beach that's going to be joining us uh, maybe this month named Sean Gallagher. He used to host an open mic in uh in long beach at a place called fox coffee house and he's got original music of his own and a guy named marcelo henrique so i'm really excited about right on man uh yeah if you're looking for for a singer if you're looking if, if you're saying that you want me to sing on them i would be totally down it would be super easy if you want to send them to me i could just give them a listen and think if that's something that i could do or if i i feel like i could sing do something that you know, is is worthy of the track. Um, so Marcelo Henrique, this guy, he can sing in Portuguese. <laughs> I, I used to play um, "Girl from Ipanema" with him a little bit, and he's just got a a wonderful voice. He, he put out something on Instagram recently that was just insane. Um, so maybe he'll he could play that, or I could share that. He got into the falsetto, some falsetto stuff that it's just like it hurt, you know. I, I do I do singing in falsetto, but what he did was just it was phenomenal. Um, and he's just got a smooth voice, and he's got some great songs. He's like, uh, I really think that this guy's this guy should be on the radio. But um, yeah, so Marcelo Henrique, something to look forward to, and other people from, yeah, just hopefully get a bunch of people involved. And E-Open Mic, if anybody's interested in, in participating in E-Open Mic, uh, reach out. Like I said, I think I'm going to do like three different guests. I just bought some cameras. I'm going to install uh, so we can all be in the shot, and we all have our own microphones and be plugged in so we can all be playing. We could even maybe do like a, a live jam. That would be kind of cool. That would be a way to do uh, do a live jam session at the end of the open mic, like all the people that are here, we all just make something on the spot together. That'd be pretty cool. Um, that way we can broadcast. I've got a, situ a, a setup here where I can broadcast out at a, at a pretty good, at a high quality of sound. And, uh, and then also we have people Skype in. So people from Long Beach will Skype in. I'll try to connect with some of the people that participated in e-open mic before. And maybe we'll have like 10 open micers, three people in the studio or three acts in the studio, or maybe, maybe even more. Uh, and we'll just kind of hang out share some music, broadcast it out, share the stream. I think, you know, if there's a bunch of us involved, um, we can share, you know, to our, our own pages, um, and then we'll be able to get a decent reach. The e-open mic, I th I'm not sure. The, the So on Mondays, I'm going to do the, the my podcast. Um, e-open mic, I totally decided, I think it'll be a once-a-month thing. Um, I probably have a better idea once I do it one more time and just see how it goes. I did it at the start of um, uh, the pandemic. Once, when when they shut when they shut everything down, I did like four or five e-open mic broadcasts. 
and the first two had a whole bunch of people engaged. Um, we probably got like I think the first one hit like 120 live viewers, um, and but there were, there are issues that I ran into, and and so I've had some time to kind of think about those. One was the quality of of other people skyping in; that it was hard to get a really good quality of sound. Um, and so I need to work with people that are going to Skype in that kind of have a setup that can use to do that. Uh, but even then, it just it's not perfect. And so that one of the ways to mediate that and maybe keep people engaged is by actually having people live here in this studio, uh, which will tie it to Charleston. I think that'll be cool. And then we can have a really good, steady quality that goes out. But uh, I'm think I'm thinking I'll do e- open mic Mondays, and that also might be a way to help uh, generate uh, a viewership base that that's consistent. Um, but it was tough to keep it up weekly to really get people engaged and find new, new people, at least at the start. So I don't know. I think I'm going to start it with a monthly and maybe that would be Wednesdays. I think I'd probably do that like a monthly on a Wednesday. Uh, and I'm probably going to do it here pretty soon. Uh, maybe even by the end of the month. So, uh, but I'll make posts about that and I'll share to my club, uh, Facebook group. But, uh, okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, keep an eye out for Knowing the Space Art Music. we got a show coming up, The Washout, February 12th, 8 to, 8 to 11 p.m. on Folly Beach. Come out. If uh, you're a musician, come out and, and share a song or two. And uh, if, you wanna, if you're just a music lover and want to come out, we got a whole bunch of original music. And uh, right on. And... We've, we're working on a, a new concept album, working on recording. Uh, so we're going to start releasing uh, on the last day of every month this year uh, an original song, single. Um, I think that's it. This has been Noah's Groovecast, episode number two. Let's see if I got uh, this set up yet. We're going to do the live stream outro. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for, thanks for uh, tuning in. Peace out.